When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Terra Scottish Football Podcast coming in your ears from remote locations. I am Duncan Mackay and join with me in the dock to defend his club is Gary Cocker. Not guilty. That's all I've got to say. We are, uh, we're just trying to do what we can for Scottish football and the lack of gratitude is stunning and has been noted. So yes, as you would expect, um, after a weekend where nothing happened uh, in terms of on-the-pitch matters, obviously, uh, we get to do what most, uh, it seems, an unhealthy amount of uh, Scottish football fans on Twitter want to do, is discuss stuff that happens off the pitch and in the boardroom and conspiracies and the like. So uh, we are going to do our best to try and work out what the the hell is going on, really, in Scottish football. Um I, I'm kind of um, at a point where I am simultaneously know that it is important, but also couldn't care less. Gary, uh, what about you? I, I'm similar to you. I mean, despite what I said in the opener there, there is there's a lot to untangle here. Um, there are quite a few different... It's like one of those, remember those choose-your-own-adventure books when you were a kid where, like, you know, if you want to follow the Loch Ness Monster, go to page five. And then you get Except another scenario. Gone hideously wrong. Yep. Um, you know, your vote has not somehow reached the SPFL inbox. Go to page six. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of different I mean, we're recording this for full transparency on Monday evening at seven PM. Usually we would only say the date, but I think we've got to give the time because stuff seems to be happening on an hourly basis, which is changing um essentially who's to blame. <laughs> or uh or what people's opinion are because I think in the space of about 45 minutes on Friday night it went from Inverness Cali to Dundee to the league back to Dundee uh, and it's been all over the place so um, I am obviously because my club is at the centre of the whirlwind here uh, I've probably been following it close more closely than you have um, just mainly because I want to understand uh, the extent to which I have to heroically and pointlessly try to defend my club um so i'm happy to try to do that but also to get impartial 
view. Yeah. So what I was going to suggest is that I was going to try and give an overview as far as I can see what's happening. Um, and then, uh, and I'm sure you'll point out if, uh, if I'm, um, slandering your club in any way or, or any, any other clubs, uh, as we go along. Um, but again, I, I suppose it goes, it is a crisis that's, that, uh, exposes a lot of Scottish football, I think, to, uh, uh, and possibly shows Scottish football not at its best side. Um, I think we're naturally, um, you know, Scottish football is is a conspiratorial place, um, and that's that, that that's something that's existed for as as long as I've been a fan. Um, but I, I've I've always um, erred, and and people you might call me a chump or whatever, but I've always, always, always erred when it comes to Scottish football. I'm generally more more likely that it, that when it comes between cock up and conspiracy, I am one hundred percent always going to, to going to select cock up just because if you're looking at the people involved I, I just can't see how they would organize a conspiracy yes um i think this is the thing is that you know everybody says um you know if there really was a conspiracy to prevent celtic winning trophies uh, scottish football's failed spectacularly in the last couple of years at that and i think this is another case of where um i mean amazingly we have managed, um, using the Royal We here, have managed to convince both Rangers and Celtic fans that our club is sided with, you know, the the other side. Um, and just to give an example of some of the things that have happened um, that we might forget to otherwise when we get into the meat of this, Santa Fe Public Library have been brought into this um, because their Twitter tag, I think, is SFPL. So they've been getting lots of angry messages. Um, I don't think uh, New Mexico... Uh, book repository has got too much to do with this but they've been dragged into it um, I'm reliably informed that um, there's a Dundee YouTube account called Up With The Bonnets which puts up footage of old games and there was an argument between Rangers and Celtic fans on a game from 1961 um, and whenever the SPFL who uh, their social media just has a sort of series of you know on this day in this year this happened, here's the footage bang and um, Obviously, um, as Saul's always have it today, it was footage of Dundee beating Cowden Beath. And some old firm fans seem to think that Dundee would genuinely be holding up league, whether it's league reconstruction, the league proposal, whatever, in order to get YouTube videos put up. So that's where we're at. Yeah, so I think the, the, the kind of the, the genesis to all this is that we have a number of clubs in Scotland, I would actually say the vast majority, who uh, whose revenue now has is completely dried up, and so there is a there was a need identified probably several weeks ago that um, what the uh, whatever the SPFL could do to help clubs get uh, you know receive money in this desperate time uh, should try to be uh, accelerated where possible. That. I think has been interpreted by the SPFL board as um, well. We can only really it has you know. I, I don't I don't pretend to know the ins and outs, and and quite frankly, I don't want to know the ins and outs. But you know, um, it seems to me that that, that legal minded people uh, that are advising the SPFL of whatever have said, um, well, the only way you could you could do that um, is to 
uh, call the leagues as they were, like as they are at the moment. Um, with you, know, that is a decision that could have been taken, from what I understand, by the SPFL board. Um, but you know, given that we're in extraordinary circumstances, I don't think they felt comfortable doing that and calling uh, a number of the leagues. Uh, expect, yeah. Well, okay, calling leagues, so they. Uh, put, I mean, I'm, I think it was the board put forward a resolution last Wednesday, at, you know, sending out, send out to clubs to ask them all to um, respond where possible by Friday at 5pm. But because it was a normal resolution, I think as far as I'm aware, it, allow, it means that clubs actually have 28 days to respond because it's not an emergency resolution and you'll... You know, um, yeah, I suppose as ever, when you have uh, clubs in charge of the rule, uh, I, basically, it really reminds me a lot of um, student politics uh, and the way that committees are run there and things like that. That um, you start with the best intentions and then things uh, very quickly get out of hand. And it should also be pointed out that, and this is, I mean, a lot of what we're going to discuss is probably going to be non linear uh, in a timeline because the nature of how uh, this uh, shambles has come to pass means that there is going to be a lot of jumping about but I think it's important to say at this point that Hearts claimed in one of their statements and this has been absolute gold dust for those who love uh, clubs putting out lengthy statements, Hearts claimed that there were six different options that I think the SPFL board put to the teams and in Hearts view the SPFL gave the negatives for five of them, the positives for one, and that was the one which was put to a vote. So it's not clear what those other options would be. I mean, everybody's done to death. You know, could the leagues be called null and void? Um, Rangers, I think, have put forward a proposal which would see uh, monies released to the clubs, maybe through loans from the SPFL, which could then be fixed if the league does come back. Um, John Nelms of Dundee talked about uh, calling the leaks so that the leak standings, which seems somehow to be tied to prize money, that um, the leak standings would be set, that there would be no promotion or relegation, uh, which I think just seemed to annoy everybody. And since then, and particularly since Friday, there seems to be a growing likelihood of a vote, although not necessarily a vote that would pass, on a 14-team top tier, uh, which would consist of uh, Dundee United and Inverness Cali Thistle going up, Hearts not being relegated, so relegation cancelled through the leagues, and basically Dundee and sorry Dundee United and Inverness Cali promoted, Wraith Rovers and Falkirk I think promoted from League One, which would then maybe square off the circle of um, the fact that that's quite a tight title race and there would be no playoffs. Um, Hove and Edinburgh City promoted from League 2 and we've seen today that Kelty Hearts have been declared Lowland League champions so they would go up as would I think Rora are currently Highland League leaders whether or not they've been declared no, champions they, yeah, they've, they've, been, they've been crowned champions yep so that seems to be or you know some people put that forward as the neatest now obviously they would be haggling over prize money etc etc but in terms of a way which would if we're being cynical about it, cancel enough no votes um, for the proposal to go ahead and everything just to be tied up with a neat bow. But there are issues with that, which I'm sure we'll come to. 
Um, but anyway, going back to where we were at the start, uh, the league put forward this proposal which required 75% of each of the tiers, sorry, 75% of the number of clubs in each tier to vote yes to it. And then that, and then, yeah, I suppose then we got the uh, the results um, were then published by the SPFL on Friday. Uh, and that included partially, partially, partially published because um, the, there was, yeah. I, I, I mean, I th- yeah, we, we could go into the woods on this, uh, in, uh, into the woods and into, into the thick grass on this. Um, and I think, if I'm honest, like, I think what we need to step, Back from from the start is and again is where fans don't necessarily might not agree, uh, especially if it's their club that's been affected. Is that I don't think there's a I don't I didn't think at the start actually I, that there was a, a, a thinking an inclination of trying to 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 fuck over other clubs. To be honest, I think it was more about I'm trying to represent what's best for my club, and uh, hopefully, you know, this proposal does that, and everyone can agree, sort of thing. Um, but I think what we've seen is be- because of of the, the sort of changing nature of it, it, like you've seen this in the past few days, is that it's become sort of a it's now um, become a vehicle for everyone else with other vested interests to. Uh, to try and you know use this as an opportunity to reform Scottish football. Now, I think um, one of the uh, what, I don't think there's many level-headed people going on at the moment because I think you know if you're looking at a, a lot of clubs, all they're trying to do is keep their head above water um, because this is a, a, and and you know, it's not going to be the only sports league in the world that is facing this unprecedented change that's resulting from a, a global pandemic, but. Um, you know, you've got this. You've got the, they're trying to wrestle with that. I don't think I, if in my mind, I wouldn't try and try and couple the two together and try and solve this problem with what we do with this season. With how do we form Scottish football um, and try and you know, package them together? Because ultimately, I think it's it, it's going to uh, cause a whole lot of uh, resentment. Absolutely, and I think. That's an important point to pick up here. So there's a lot of things either being coupled or uh, what was it that Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin said, the conscious uncoupling. Um, there's a lot of things either being lobbed together which shouldn't be or taken apart and they maybe should be considered together. So, for example, the, I think a lot of people are either blaming the SPFL or they're blaming Dundee for what's happened. And if we take each in turn, so the the case for... The SPFL's defence would be that um, they feel that uh, they had a duty. So, say if, uh, I mean, by the timelines, and as you said, Doug, don't want to get into the woods on this, but summarise it quickly. What seems to be the case, what's the generally accepted consensus, is that Dundee did send in a no vote, which would have killed the proposal, but that before the SPFL received that, or before they claimed to receive it, it's, I'm not getting into that. Um, Dundee sent a further email saying you can't count our vote just yet. And the delay is therefore on Dundee making up its mind whether to vote no to the proposal as it initially intended to do or to change that to a yes vote. Now, people, some are blaming the SPFL for this and saying, why did you put out a statement which, you know, had the SPFL not put out that statement, then I suppose we would all still be waiting to find out. And that's the problem is that although 
by the SPFL revealing that they were waiting on one crucial vote that put the power in Dundee's hands. Realistically, the SPFL did probably still have to put out a statement at some point because everybody at 5pm, um, I think I even put in our group, Duncan, that uh, at five o'clock there was sort of the beginnings of rumours that no, it's been voted down and that was clearly these WhatsApp messages where Partick Thistle, Inverness, Cali and Dundee all sent each other sent, sent each other pictures of their voting slips saying no, that was enough to kill it. And then as time went on, it seems as if something wasn't right and this is the thing that wasn't right. So it's probably not fair to to have a go at the SPFL for making a statement about it, but what is probably fair to do is to have a go at them for, I think you mentioned earlier, Duncan, this false deadline idea. There's been a lot of talk about the finances, you know, which clubs need the money the most. Now, Inverness Cali, you could argue, need the money the most because um, A, they're in line for a substantial windfall whenever this is settled, and B, they're a club that everybody's recognised as being in dire straits. Now, some people say, oh, well, to their credit, they voted they voted it down. But a cynic uh, such as I would suggest that they voted it down because they thought that if they voted it down, the league might bring back another proposal which had a 14-team top tier, and obviously that would benefit Inverness. Um, so the SPFL has been a bit stuck between a rock and a hard place, but at the same time, their running of this has been a shambles. Um, you know, trying to... There's been a lot of talk about whether or not they have been putting pressure, firstly, on Dundee, because uh, obviously Dundee are now in the, depending on how you look at it, unenviable or enviable position of um, holding the sway, the balance of power on this vote. But also there's been talk of them putting pressure on lower league clubs um, on voting a particular way, because obviously any three teams in the championship or any six teams, I think, across League One and League Two could have scuppered this. So, um so the SPFL certainly don't come out of it looking good, and that's before we even, well, we're not going to, before we could potentially get into the whole he said, she said, email servers, how how the SPFL's firewall works, all that crap that uh, we don't really need to get into. Um, Dundee's side of things, uh, if I was to defend Dundee, it would be to say, well, each club voted in their own self-interest. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that, that's <laughs> been the... Uh, the most interesting side of it is everyone pretending like they are not doing that. I mean, I think yeah. that's, uh, you know, again, it's quite difficult as a house fan because, you know, we don't really have skin in the game as such, you know, like we, if, if this passes or if it had passed, there's potential we would have finished seventh instead of sixth and that would, you know, but it's, 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 it's kind of academic. Um, but it's, it's, it's strange because you've got, a, a, the, the some of the statements, especially from Anne Budge and stuff, the the, the idea that um you know she, she spent spent a lot of time thinking, well, isn't it quite distasteful that other people are lobbying whilst clearly doing that herself? Like, seem um uh, you know, I, I think it, I suppose it, it sums up the the entire the entire problem of the SPFL and Scottish football in the sense that everyone would very much like their own cake uh, and they would like to eat it too. Um, and when you have forty-two uh, cakes wanting to <laughs> wanting to be eaten, but also wanting to be had, uh, it, yeah. it creates it creates a problem. And you, know, it, yeah, it, like it's, it's nothing new, I, I suppose. That, I mean, and I think this is this is what's the most interesting aspect about the sort of the um, the pandemic across society, I suppose, more than anything, just Scottish football, if I'm um, if I'm being uh, a complete and utter uh, knob about it all, is that it's, it's what the pandemic is doing is just exposing 
the fault lines that already exist in a lot of a lot of places and organizations and societies um yeah. it, it, you know, across the world you know that um you didn't like you know that, that, so you didn't need to know before the the outbreak of the pandemic that um that airbnb in short term uh, leasing uh, was having an impact on long term uh, leasing and the the property market across the world yeah, that it's been completely exposed. You know, it's the same with you. Know, uh, you didn't have to say the underfunding of health services has has not had an impact. It's just been further exposed. Uh, you know that um, the, the casualization and you know zero hour contracts and flexibility works in economic boom times, but actually is a real problem in uh, when when that work dries up instantaneously. Um, so it, it, you know, it's not. So I think that. These problems with SPFL existed before the pandemic and will probably continue after the potentially not depending on how people how serious people are about reforming stuff after the pandemic. Um, but I suspect it will it will like so many other things be kicked into the long grass and said, well, you know, it didn't kill us, so I'd imagine it just makes us stronger. Yeah, and as well as that, I think we've got to recognise. I mean, it's maybe strong too strong to call it hypocrisy, but certainly I know to say if. Say if Dundee hadn't spectacularly shat the bed this season and we were top of the league, I would be hooting and hollering about, uh, and if it was Dundee United in Dundee's position, I would be calling them a disgrace. This is a shambles. You should, you know, um, think of the little teams. But realistically, if you are, say, a Wraith Rovers fan, a Celtic fan, a Dundee United fan, um, then your view on this is entirely coloured by what this proposal would mean for your club in the oh, same yeah, we're, way. We're, we're in all, the same way. Yeah. We're all um, hypocrites and, and self-interested in oh, this yeah. debate. It, yeah, and importantly, it's also important to say that, you know, if you're a, a Hearts fan, Dundee fan, Falkirk fan, uh, Queen of the South fan, well, actually, Queen of the South are on the other side of it. should have said them earlier. But, yeah, every club who has, uh, or every fan whose club has a particular sporting interest in this uh, in terms of what it means for their club next season going forward um, is lying if they claim that if the shoe was on the other foot they wouldn't, uh, you know, they would not identify a slightly different principle which they would claim they are basing their view of the proposal on rather than the one which just so happens to fit their own team's current fortunes. Um, so I am there with Dundee in that I mean, if I take a step back and remove my dark blue scarf and hat uh, and all my other uh, pieces of apparel, um, it's what Dundee have done is not great. I mean, you know, going... uh, Going to uh, ground has probably not been the best communication strategy either. It's not, but then part of me, and again, this is uh, a version of what you said about cock-up-her conspiracy, part of me thinks... Uh, is this incompetence or um, the stuff that we don't know? And it could well be, for example, uh, you know, there's been some talk about uh, Dundee have a particular insurance policy, um, which uh, pays out on the basis of a pandemic, believe it or not. It's like the Family Guy volcano insurance. Who thought to take it out? But uh, it could well be that, and I genuinely have no idea if this is the case, but perhaps the club are having to take advice with regards to what impact them voting for or against proposal would have on their insurance payout. Um, yeah, I mean, because so, that, that, that is a, a realistic um, explanation for what happened. You know, that if, if Dundee yeah. are seen in the eyes of their insurers to have you know, caused the, <laughs> you know, caused the, 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 um, the 
end of the season or whatever, then you know that could null and void their insurance, yeah. which is. Uh, yeah, God bless anyone that was insuring Scottish football clubs over the years, um, because you, you've you've probably made a serious loss. So there's there's arguments about whether or not Dundee are trying to do that, and obviously before the uh, proposal was voted on Friday, there was a story carried in the Scottish Sun about uh, John Nelms's wacky proposal that I mentioned earlier. So there could well be good reasons for Dundee not coming out and saying anything, but it's equally as likely. <laughs> that it's the case that they're just staying quiet to try and work out what the hell to do here. Because you can see, you know, again, if, if everybody takes a step back, it's, is it, um, is Dundee getting themselves into the position of being a kingmaker? Is it a really clever yet ruthless and cynical move by the club? Or did it happen almost by accident? Or did it happen so quickly that they didn't stop and think through the ramifications of it? For relations with other clubs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Knowing, knowing, knowing the history of Dundee FC, I would be far more comfortable in the accidental geniuses <laughs> rather than the, the rather than the McIlvanian. This was our plan all along. Devi- yeah. uh, you know, oh. deviousness. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's devious, or I don't think it's uh, long planned deviousness. It could have been something that you know appeared as an option with say half an hour to the deadline. But I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's something that was long planned. Um, I mean, the other uh, part of this that's important to pick out is that if Dundee, I mean, we've been talking about self-interest, and you know, some people have been saying, well, why would Dundee be against it anyway? It's fairly obvious why they would, but just to set it out, the playoffs would be cancelled, so that stops Dundee having a chance of promotion, and United would be crowned champions. Do you really want to vote for that? No. Um, but on top of that, the when people are saying, well, why would Dundee want a 14-team league? It's pretty obvious why. If you have a 14-team top tier next season, which does not have Hearts, or sorry, which does have Hearts in it, so Hearts are not in the championship, and United and Inverness are out of the championship, you're then looking at a second tier, which has Dundee, and then you would say maybe Aaron and Fermland would maybe challenge for the league, and then beneath that, you've got everybody else. Um, and that's just based on a, you know, hard-headed assumption of where roughly teams will be because it's so difficult to know uh, at the moment with everything going on, what the contract situation will be, how the league would be run, etc. And, 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 the, and the bigger side of this is we don't even know if there's going to be a next season. I mean, that's like, that yeah. is the uncertainty we're kind of dealing with at the moment, uh, which is uh, not great. Yes, um, because even I think at the moment... Um, we don't want to make this a total doom and gloom. It's much better to focus on the absurdity of uh, the SPFL just trying to get a simple vote through. But if uh, I think the latest reports are suggesting that, for example, in America, there wouldn't be any sports played, I think, this calendar year. Um, there's talk that it would have to be after a vaccine has been found that you could return to certainly uh, you know, thousands of people sitting in a stadium next to each other. Um, so next season... Uh, could well be a truncated season, played behind closed doors or played within certain conditions. We don't know any of that yet. But all of this could be an academic exercise. But clearly, I think what Dundee are now trying to achieve is A, um, not muddying the reputation. Because basically Dundee have twice now. At the time of recording this, there's not been any word from the board on what status is of the vote. So they could pull the vote tomorrow um, or before you listen to this, in which case... All this is academic, but let's just say for the sake of argument, the vote's not pulled. 
Dundee then either choose to stick by their no vote, in which case there's basically just been a wasted weekend, a lot of uh, chaos for nothing. Um, at least it's kept some sports journalists busy over the weekend as well. Um, but then ultimately the SPFL still have to come up with plan B. And what plan B is, no one really knows. Um, or B, they vote yes to it, which would cause, I think, safe to say massive ructions. We would be viewed as somebody having got at us. But even if, I mean, and again, going back to this cock-upper conspiracy, I think it's reasonable to argue that Dundee could choose to change their vote based on what they think is good for Scottish football. However, what Dundee thinks is good for Scottish football and what Rangers fans think is good for Scottish football is probably quite different if that does happen. So you could then have a situation where people are claiming, as they already are, that there's corruption, people have been got at, blackmail, bribery, you name it. Um, so whatever Dundee choose to do isn't going to end well, but I think probably the least worst option would be to resubmit the no vote, so stick with what they said and in whatever statement is released to say that the reason they're doing this is X, Y, Z, but primarily because this has to be accompanied by league reconstruction. They're going back to what you said, Sir Duncan, it's a bit mad that these are being coupled together, particularly, I think, in the heart statement, they talk about doing it as a temporary adjustment. So you would only have one season of 14 teams, which seems a bit bizarre. Um, and then in that case, uh, as I think Craig Anson has been pointing out a lot on Twitter, you need 11 of the current 12 top-tier teams to vote for reconstruction. So I think Dundee's theory is that if they if they can get a, a vote on reconstruction um, on the basis that they would vote yes to a revised motion, which basically does what this current one does, they might be able to split the old firm in a way that the old firm can't be split. But there's lots of practical issues with a 14-team league. It's uh, how many times... Does everybody play each other? Uh, how do you ensure four old firm games a year to keep the current TV deal? Or alternatively, how do you negotiate with the TV companies um, to sort of change that? Um, how do you convince teams like Hamilton, Ross County, St Mirren, etc. that it's in their interest to have Hearts United and Inverness Cali in the league next year and to have three relegation spots, for example? So reconstruction is not the silver bullet. And even if it is, the question is, how long does it last for? And do you really want to be coming up with a solution which could have ramifications down the line, um, basically just to get this vote over? Well, yeah, I think uh, it, and it's, it's complete naivety on a lot of people's part to think that you can do reconstruction that you know, that doesn't have any negative consequences. You know, that, that, that's the whole, this is the, the whole thing is that it's been held back for so long because somebody has to lose. You know, if there was if there was a a way of doing the reconstruction debate that where everyone was a winner, it would already be done. Like this is like it's not like it's not for it's not that anyone sits in the sixth floor of Hamden or whatever and just sits there and being like, oh, how can we fuck Scottish football up? Like that's not how that's not how this works like it's like it's it's bewildering and for people not to see that and to to think that there's uh an easy way out of this current situation is is alarming you know and and this is and this is this is the thing that matters like well doesn't matter and doesn't matter you know in in terms of the fact that we now have over ten thousand deaths and across the uk and stuff like that like i do sometimes when people uh get 
ratchet ratchet up the ratchet up their um their annoyance at this situation. I'm also keep having to think bigger picture. It's just football, um, but there, yeah, but there is the the, the other situation. You know, is that that is we have we there's so much unknown, and so this pressure to try and solve problems that don't necessarily need to be solved at the moment. And I th- and I and I'm kind of with people on that in terms of um, I think the way forward seems to be you can't call the leagues at the moment because we just don't know what's going to happen. I would be in the position of suggesting that. Uh, what should happen is that the money that you should the the, the minimum uh, position that you can finish the season in is the money that you're entitled to, and then everyone else can you you can get that money uh, that you would have fought, finished at later on when we have to cross that bridge. I think there's, there's no one, no other aside from the Belgian league. There's no other league that seems to be that keen on doing this. Um, uh, yeah, again, it seems to be the coupling of ending the season uh, with the with advancing the money seems a bit um, premature. And again, it goes the same with talking about next year's TV deal and stuff like that. We just don't know. Like, you know, if if there is a case that um, that uh, we're not going to have live revenue, uh, you know, live games um, with with crowds, I'm not entirely sure that makes. Um, Scottish football, never mind English football, uh, are as as valuable con- uh, uh, a product. But then again, conversely, at the same time, what isn't if Scottish, if you can't get to football games, what is anyone else going to do? So maybe it gets you more eyeballs than ever before. We don't really know how this is all going to shake out now. So my thinking on that is that suddenly, uh, I mean, part of the the the, the fabled uh, TV deal is that there's going to actually be less games on TV. Now, if we get to a situation where Every uh, where there'll be the, the entirety of the either the rest of the season or next season or whatever the competition is that is taking place um, isn't going to be played in front of fans. It means you can play these games at any time you like, and it means that every there's no reason why the that every single game in whatever the Scottish Premiership and even the Championship is next season shouldn't be televised. Like there's no reason like you know this that uh, Saturday three pm just isn't a thing that you have to worry about anymore. So you could have yeah, an I entire, mean, you could have an entire uh, weekend of football. Uh, you could, you know, from Friday, Friday night, three games on a Saturday, two on a Sunday, one on a Monday. There you go. That's your. But you know, but again, at the same time, there's nothing to stop uh, games being played on a Thursday evening or a Wednesday evening or Tuesday tea time because no one's leaving the house after half past five. You know. And I mean, again, I think what this pandemic has shown us is that. A lot of the old assumptions about oh things have to be done this way because that's the way they're done are falling apart. So you know, like I would say, most of us it's pretty safe to say, do not work in a mill on a Saturday morning. So Saturday at three p.m. while it's nice and traditional, does not need to be done. Um, you know, like I think you and I are quite fortunate, Duncan, in that we're able to work from home at the moment. Not everybody has that luxury. Not everybody um, is in a position where their work can enable them to work from home. But when it comes to football, you know, I think there is a distinct lack of innovation um, in terms of what could be done. Although obviously nothing could be done now, looking ahead, you know, different things can be done. Um, and I think at the moment, the one thing that needs to be done is this, you know, decoupling of the money and the league positions. Now, obviously, the money is a finite resource. You know, the SPFL is not swimming in money. It's got the prize money there. And that's it. Um, so, 
there would definitely be a need to really examine that and work out how to do it, but it could be done. I think the other thing, um, just going back to what you said about uh, no perfect solution to this, there's not. And I think what people have to recognise is there will be winners and losers no matter what uh, position the league comes to. You know, If there was an obvious solution to this, it would have been found by now because it's occupied everybody's minds or well, maybe not occupy their minds, but when they thought about football, this has been occupying their minds. And the fact that it's only us in Belgium that have seen fit to do anything suggests we maybe are jumping the gun a bit. But going back to the winners and losers point, I think that, you know, to show that I am generally, occasionally, a fair-minded person, I think it would be fair to give Dundee United the league because they have built up a lead which is not arithmetically beyond catching them, but it's far enough ahead that even if they can I think they've won something like one in eight games before the shutdown. Um, and they're still something like 15 points clear. So they would probably win the league. I think Celtic are maybe 10 points clear of Rangers. Now, I think Celtic have caught Rangers from a similar deficit once before. But realistically, this Celtic team is not going to give up that lead. Where it gets more murky is around, for example, the championship relegation race. So it is desperately unfair on Partick Thistle that they could go down when they're that close to Queen of the South. Similarly, yeah, I mean, it's desperately unfair on Falkirk that they're one point, they're basically neck and neck by Grace Rovers. Um, and there was all, you know, we were talking, Duncan, before about you were going to be getting married on the final day. And we were joking about Sean rushing uh, rushing to the venue after he'd been to the Wraith Rovers Falkirk game because we saw that as a title decider. Um, but ultimately, if the league's going to be finished at some point, there's going to be winners and losers, and you know, this is not a primary school sports day. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> um, and I think I, I suppose uh, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up pretty soon because I think uh, the, there's enough of um, we're we're kicking the arse out of this. Um, I suppose okay. what what uh, there was the Rangers statement on on Saturday where they made uh, allegations that they've seen um, inappropriate behaviour from SPFL. Uh, I'm representatives. I'm not even. I don't even want to go so far as to say staff or uh, whoever. Um, and uh, they want. Uh, they want. They're calling for uh, Doncaster and the legal rep to be suspended. Um, and they'll not. They said they're not going to pass over the evidence until uh, an independent inquiry has been uh, has been gone underway and stuff like that. Um, I mean, again, these things are uh, these things are simultaneously important and unimportant. If you know what I mean, um, yeah. I think that. Uh, I mean, again, Rangers have a seat on the SPFL board, uh, so I mean, I don't, I don't, like, don't think anyone's like, is one of these things. I'm just not entirely convinced as to like. So you do that, and then what? Like, it does. It, it still doesn't really help us get any closer to. Um, some sort of again solutions not going to, is not even going to write with him because this is this is a mess um, and if Scottish football is the only thing that's that's still a mess by the end of it then you know that's probably going to I can probably deal with that and I get like and I get and, and this is the thing is and I just don't like I don't I don't see at the moment the the, the compelling reason to to relegate Partick Thistle and to um to re- I mean I am saying this like I don't like I I don't think you can relegate Hearts at this stage. Yes, they are 
they are dog shit and they are terrible and it has been a great laugh of the season. But I still don't think you could like. I, and I just I'm not I'm not with you on that. Like I think that the the whole point of of sport is that anything can happen. And yes, a lot of the time, and one of the reasons why we love football, especially especially compared to other sports, is that that anything can happen happens a lot more often than you would say tennis or what have yeah. you. And so I'm just not. I'm just not that comfortable, you know. Like if we if we were going into maybe the final uh, final weekend of the season, but there's still so much football to play. I am just not comfortable with it. But yeah. again, I'm not comfortable with it. But again, it's not it's not the deal breaker in terms of like oh I will like and, and it would but I imagine it would be if you were Hearts and and Park Thistle because you are the ones that are definitely you know being fucked over more than anyone else from this. Um, and so, yeah, like again, like I think it's it's just the, like I'm not I'm not seeing anything new, and I don't and I don't think it's I think it's so easy to to castigate everyone involved and stuff, and I, and I really um, I've kind of tried to avoid. I hope I've tried to avoid doing that because I don't like again that it's not easy, and and this is part of the and but part of it speaks to a wider problem with the SPFL is that it's. So the whole thing, you know, like everyone, I, I, I didn't study law, but you know enough about it and stuff, you know, to be like, the reason people sign contracts is because it, you have to imagine what is the very worst thing that, like, how do we resolve what happened, the very worst thing that can happen? And the way that Scottish football is run is, it is run, and actually not Scottish football, Hall of Football, as you see that with the fit and proper test in England and all these issues that have, is that, that, um, clubs ownership actually just cl- rather than clubs ownership are uh, given a great deal of faith and trust that they probably haven't deserved um, you know in terms of oh well you know, you know um, we would never have a member club uh, you know, castigate the the association well that ha- that's happened loads of times um, you know that we, we you know so they, they never um, catastrophize what like what would we do in a situation? You know, they, again, it's that sort of thing. They never mend the roof when the sun's shining, and then they're surprised that when uh, when a storm comes, that they're getting wet. Yeah, and I think the other thing to point out is it's not as if this is the first time, and it will not be the last time that there's been a right botched job um, of how these votes have been conducted. So, you know, there's still, I think, lingering bitterness um, about the even though the outcome was eventually the Rangers played in the third division. Uh, that's, I think, the safe neutral version of it. Um, after the unpleasantness, um, I think there's still some lingering bitterness about how the votes on how that would, or where they would be playing their football, um, the lead up to that. Uh, within Dundee, um, I can tell you there's, uh, I don't mean the club itself, but certainly within the support, you know, the support well remember that the SPFL allowed all first division clubs to vote on whether Dundee should get a 25-point penalty for going into administration. Now, obviously, you know, we maybe deserves a wee bit of a punishment. I'll allow that. Um, but, you know, 25-point deduction was, uh, it was seen as maybe some some of our rivals who are fleeting about sporting integrity at the moment perhaps took their opportunity to kick us while we were down. Well, that's yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and that's the thing is that, that Scottish football fans, especially, have long memories, oh, and yeah. and 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 I think 
a lot of them, and I'm not, and, and I don't think it's necessarily those that listen to this podcast. So it's fine. I, I'm sagging that everyone else that is, is not erudite and intelligent and beautiful enough to listen to this podcast um, is the sense that um, that there's a lot of people in Scottish football like talking about Scottish football a lot more than like watching Scottish football. Yeah, and I, and I think they use it as an opportunity to project uh, how they feel about Scottish sport and Scottish society and life generally they it's projected onto their feelings about how uh, Scotland organises itself in football um, and yeah that's I'd like to think we get beyond that but I really don't think we will yeah. and I think you've also pointed out I mean obviously the the media's got a, a juicy uh, to report on what's going on and whatnot, but certain elements obviously not any elements involved with this fine Podcasts or uh, anyone that likes us, but for those that don't, um, I think some elements of it have reveled in this, like a pig in muck. You know, they've loved uh, that this has gone the way it has. Um, there's been a lot of, I think I mentioned at the start that you know Dundee have been demonised by some. Um, oh, how come they end up with the casting vote? Well, it's probably just a bit of a cock up on on all parts, but it's not a casting vote. However, Dundee vote on this carries the same weight as every other vote it just so happens that as a result of um whatever happened dundee are now you know have been shoved out in public to announce how they vote uh, it's like that movie swing vote that's got i think kevin costner in it it's like that dundee just so happened to be the one whose vote has been botched whether deliberately or not um but dundee don't have a casting vote dundee's vote has yet to be set um but no one comes out of this looking good, really. I think the best outcome would be for this proposal. It can come back, but this proposal that's currently on the table needs to be shelved or voted down because if it carries now, it would be toxic. And the best thing for Scottish football would be just ditch it, go away for a few weeks, think about what to do next and come back with something that has clearly been consulted on properly um, that people can still vote against for whether it's for selfish reasons or for uh, reasons which they claim are not selfish, whatever it is, um, and that can just mean that everyone can just move on from this uh, because regardless of who is to blame, this vote is just, it's done. Yeah, I think uh, Scottish football, no one comes out of this looking good is a, a good tagline uh, for for the for the competitions going forward. Uh, Gary, thank you very much for your time. We hope you stay safe um, and uh, everyone else uh, that listens to this podcast, hope you're well, hope you're um, thriving rather than just surviving. But um, yeah, we, we appreciate your support at this time. Take care, everyone. Podcast Network.